random training equals random results. Welcome to the Forge Experience. I am Lamar Greer. I'm here with Ryan Rivera. And joining us today, we have Victor Rodriguez. If you caught our last episode, you know that this episode is about how do you know if you're getting results. Victor, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, my name is Victor Rodriguez. I'm 25 years old, born and raised in Madera, California. I've uh, been in the fitness industry for about uh, five years now, I would say. Um, got into it, uh, started bodybuilding, did that for about two or three years. Um, after that, I started to do CrossFit with Lamar and Ryan. Uh, we, we did a few years of that. Um, and recently, I have uh, ventured off into the Olympic weightlifting world. I'm doing that now um, competitively. I'm also a program design coach, personal training uh, coach. Um, run most of the classes here at Valley Forge. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm pretty heavy in this fitness game. Nice, man. Nice. And then also, Victor is one of my remote clients. Correct. Sweet. So, like Lamar said, if you caught us last time, we were talking about how Valley Forge got started, you know, what the vision is here. Today, what we're going to be talking about is how do you know if you're getting results as far as when it comes to health and fitness in a broad, general perspective. So, the first thing that we want to talk about in getting started on your health and fitness journey and your first step in reaching your goals and where that starts is, is starting off with an assessment. If, you know, if you're getting into health and fitness, are you just jumping right in, following, you know, training online, nutrition online, that in a sense has been cookie cut for you, or are you with a coach who is giving you a proper assessment, taking you through proper testings, giving you custom nutrition plans, anything along those lines, we're going to be talking about that today. So the first thing that we believe that you should assess when getting on track to getting your fitness results is talking to a coach and figuring out what your goal is. If there's no goal in mind, we believe that there's no end result. There's no way that you can get started on this journey. So when people come to you guys, is there any goal that is more common than others? Or do you guys deal with a whole bunch of different goals? Is there anything that jumps out right away? Um, I would say that one of the most common goals that usually I get is usually people wanting to lose weight. Um, or you'll get the you know occasional athlete that wants to get stronger. Um, and usually one of the first things that I like to assess before anything is a person's lifestyle. I mean, of course, the way that you're living is gonna affect what you get out of whatever training you're doing, no matter what it is, whether it's cookie cut or whether it's something that you know, it's put to, well put together by an experienced coach. So, you know, if you are telling me that you want to lose weight, but, you know, you're all, always way over on your carbs, you know, always eating fried foods, or, you know, you don't just occasionally drink, you're drinking all the time, like all these things are going to affect your ability to lose that weight and to get the type of body that you are achieving to get. Um, when it comes to strength, you know, that's one of those things that, a person could say that I want to get stronger, but you have to kind of be more specific to exactly what you want to get stronger and, you know, what do you really need to be strong for? You know, are you just a person coming off the street that, you know, you don't really care to be this elite athlete or compete in anything, or are you looking to get stronger for a specific sport? 
you know, uh, Victor, what do you usually get? Um, you know, a lot of the time it's, for most people, it's kind of a look good, feel good kind of thing. Um, you know, most people just want that general um, appearance of being in shape, um, looking good, feeling good about themselves. Um, you know, unless it's uh, someone who's coming in trying to do it competitively, whether it's a CrossFit or, you know, Olympic weightlifting, or even if it's like an athlete who's looking to get better in their sport, um, then you would kind of, um, you know, diverge into those kind of uh, styles of training. But a lot of the times, people just want to look good and, and like what they see in the mirror. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the lifestyle is almost the, the first step in even addressing if your goal is realistic and, you know, how you get started on that. I mean, if you're, you know, a, a single mom with four kids working two jobs, uh, your lifestyle is, you know, very unique. And it's going to be very hard for you to hop on a, a training regimen or a nutrition schedule that is kind of unrealistic. So if you're not addressing those things from the get-go, it, it might be a lot tougher than, you know, some would expect. And I think that's why we see so many people get started on a training program or a, a nutrition program and fall off. They're, they're not addressing the lifestyle. They're not addressing what current state they're in. And it, it's just, it makes it a whole lot easier if you have a coach being able to pick that apart and let you know what path to go on. And I think something else too that, you know, is, is more important, you know, with your lifestyle, we get a, a lot of the times, I don't know if you do, I know I do, I get, you know, people that are already currently training and their current training is, you know, it, it doesn't fit their lifestyle. So is that something else that you guys do too, is, you know, when assessing these people to make sure they're getting the results, are you guys assessing their current training that they're doing, if they are training or just actively working out, whatever the case may be? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the most important things because, I mean, it's one of those things I think that just about anybody getting into fitness have probably been through it where, you know, you hear certain things that you think are relative to the goals that you are trying to reach. And in reality, you know, sometimes that training or that training advice that you receive from somebody could actually be taking you farther away from your goals or it could actually be hindering your ability to get better and to reach the goals that you want. So one of the biggest things that you want to do is look and, you know, assess that training and then also not just the training, but then eventually, you know, movement patterns as well, you know, because when you look at that training and you look and, you know, you start to do things like assessments and you start to look at the numbers that come back on assessments, um, you know, it's going to kind of give you an idea of how they did based off of that training that they were doing and what's going to be their next step, you know, and what you're going to have to do in order to fix that. Um, and actually, sometimes those are some of the harder clients are the ones that have previously trained and, you know, you start to believe that you're strong or you believe that you've created these good movement patterns or you believe that you're in the right direction to reach your goal and based off your lifestyle. And it's like, it's, it's unrealistic, you know. Um, it's always interesting when you get that person that, you know, comes in and is like, well, I think I should be doing two-a-days. And, you know, it's kind of like you said, you know, it's the, the mom with the – with all the kids and just don't have the time to make it happen. And it's like, look, like we can still get you to whatever your fitness goal is, but with a realistic schedule, you know, to make it happen. Yeah, I think something else too that, you know, we're forgetting with like current training is if, you know, if it, something else that you need to assess is are you, are you on a plateau with your current training? Have you lost X amount of weight and then you're fighting to, you know, get another one to two pounds? I mean, that, you know, uh, nutrition plays a role in that and obviously other you know, factors go into that, but 
is your current training still progressing you? I mean, if, you're, if your current training is still progressing you, then obviously you're doing something right. You're continuously, you know, getting better at your sport, your uh, competitive lifestyle, your overall health and fitness, whatever the case may be. But if you feel like you've hit this plateau, if you're getting injured, if, there, I mean, there's so many things that could be an issue with your current training, you might want to take a step back and really reevaluate that and have a coach maybe kind of look and see if you need to make some changes in your current training. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, a lot of the time people, you know, when they come to a coach or, you know, or asking someone, hey, you know, can I have some advice on working out? It's like, well, what are you doing right now? Like, what kind of structure do you have with your training? Is there, you know, days where you're taking um, the time to work on the things that you're weak on and making those your strengths? Um, you know, if you're just doing random stuff day in and day out, floating around the machines or around the gym, it's, it's really not going to bring you the results that you're desiring because, you know, there's a lack of that structure, the lack of that direction. Random training equals random results. Very, hashtag. very true. <laughs> hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> hey, it's, it's not legit if it's not a hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, like we've all been saying is, the, and these are all part of your assessment, whether with your coach, with your trainer, whatever your title may be, your, your assessment is your first thing. If, if you're getting started on health and fitness and you just decide to pick up a random nutrition book, a random exercise book, and start, you know, picking this, picking that, you know, like we're saying, random, that randomness is going to get you some random results. So your first step in to know that you're going to be on the right path of getting results is going through a good assessment is, are you assessing your lifestyle? Are you assessing your nutrition? Are you assessing your current training, if you are training? Or are you assessing your, you know, past training? Were you an athlete X amount of years ago? Have you never trained at all? Those are all things that need to be assessed. And what that leads to is the goal that you want out of it. Not everyone has the same goal. Not everyone has even the same taste in exercise. There's so many ways to exercise. There's so many different goals out there. And all of those still have to be assessed, no matter what the case may be. And then once you get your assessment down, the next step, obviously, is getting your plan together and putting it to use. Are you, are you going to follow your plan? Does your coach or your trainer or whatever, whoever it is that you're working with, or if you're just doing it on your own, does your plan make sense? And I think the first step in identifying that is, is there structure to your plan or is it just randomness? I know I've done random training in the past and I could say the same thing. I've got, I've had some seriously random results, but I made a change. I decided to have a coach assess me uh, through all the things that we just talked about. And now I'm on a very structured training regimen down to rep schemes, the rest, the sets, everything is structured and there's a purpose behind it. And it's made a world of difference. I, my health and fitness is the best that it's been beyond you know, any competitive, competitiveness whatsoever. My health and fitness just feels good. What about, I mean, would you guys say that you have some structure in your training? Are you providing structure? Do you guys, have you guys had an experience with randomness? Anything along those lines? Um, I've had quite a bit of experience with randomness, you know, for a long time. It was, it's one of those things, like you say, you know, randomness gets you random results where, you know, you're expecting a certain turnout for the training that you're doing. And really, I mean, you end up with the complete opposite, you know, and, and then there's also that factor of you don't really know how to gauge whether 
you're growing or now or you're getting better in the areas that you want to. You know, you, you never understand the things like pacing and the simple things like, you know, just depending on what your training involves, you know, and then and like right now, like I'm on structure, you know, I, being a coach myself, I still have a coach, you know, for one thing, everybody knows as a coach, it's, you really don't want to be programming for yourself and you're programming for a bunch of other people, but also it just makes it easier for us going into the gym and knowing that we have this structure that's laid out for us and our current needs to grow. And I mean, I think a perfect example for me is, you know, when I first got into Olympic weightlifting, you know, I was crossfitting for a couple years before that. And, you know, I've always been kind of a strong guy with strong legs, but my lifts definitely didn't reflect my strength at all. And, you know, I, I got with my coach, you know, I got with Jacob and, you know, it, it didn't just clean up me strength wise, like technique wise, like, you know, and those things are, are it makes a huge difference. You know, that structure is very, very major. Um, and even with my clients, you know, all of, all of their stuff is laid out and they're all different athletes. You know, I have a few that play the same sports, but, you know, structure doesn't have to mean that, you know, you're using the same template. You know, it just means that there's certain ways that you go about programming for different goals. Yeah. Uh, I just want to put out there, I mean, I've had Ryan coaching my, or I'm sorry, programming my workouts for just about a year now. And, a year, and yeah. within that year, I mean, the amount of progress that I've seen just based off the structure that he's given me um, is, I would say, re pretty remarkable. I mean, gone up about almost 200 pounds in a, in a back squat in a matter of seven months. And it's, you know, it's all because of that structure, all because I have, you know, that direction. Everything that I do is for a reason. It's not like I'm, you know, doing something in the hopes of it actually, you know, benefiting me. Every movement is detailed and it's, it's you know, it ties into the other things that I'm doing throughout that day. Yeah, and then ta talking about structure really quick too, you know, some people might be saying, well, how do I know if it's structure? What, is, what does structure mean? Basically, if, if I were to give you a nutrition guideline, a training guideline, whatever the case may be, and if I laid out four weeks for you in a row, you should be able to see that, for example, on a Monday, your first Monday, your second Monday, your third Monday, and your fourth Monday should all look very similar in a matter of a progression. If you're doing a movement on Monday, is it the same movement with a different rep scheme, a different set scheme, rest scheme, whatever it is, or is there a variance to a certain movement? Are you doing a uh, two-arm bicep curl on Monday, and then the next week you're doing a single-arm bicep curl, et cetera, et cetera? Or on a Monday, are you running, and then the next Monday you're doing back squats, and then the following Monday you're doing power cleans? It doesn't you know, really take a, a scientist to figure that out, which one would be more structured than the other. Granted, we're not getting down to specifics, but that's just something that if – you're kind of unsure about what you're doing, you can look at, you know, your past workouts and really find out, okay, there's some structure here. There's a way that this is going, there's a direction this is going, I can follow it, I can see the proof is in the pudding, and I'm going in the right direction. So something else too, if, you know, with myself as far as structure, uh, you know, Lamar and Victor, they're more in the weightlifting realm of things. I myself, I'm more in the, in quotes, CrossFit, realm of things and one thing that I've seen so much throughout the years of doing it is there's no structure in what we would call a Metcon. Metcons have been known to be very randomized. There's no plan behind it. It's let's pick these movements, let's pick this time domain, let's throw it on the board, let's see if it sticks. 
And if you want to make sure that you're having structure in your training, even those have to be structured down to specifics. Are you working a very particular time domain, week in, week out? Are you working to progress a certain movement within those Metcons, if you want to call them that? And is it going in the right direction? Or are you just doing some random stuff? Are you picking random time domains? Whatever it is, and like we've been talking about, random training is gonna get you a random result. If your goal is to just pick some random movements and pick a time domain and sweat and hurt for a little bit, then that fits within your goal. But most people, they don't want that. They wanna lose weight, they wanna get faster, they wanna get stronger, they wanna gain weight, whatever it is. And with those very specific goals, you need a specific training, and that even comes to the CrossFit side of things. If you were trying to participate in, let's say, the CrossFit Opens, and you want to do the best that you can, you probably need some structured Metcons. There needs to be things broken down to a T to make sure you're on a proper progression to get to where you want to be. And that's something that I would say we even do here at Valley Forge just within the group class setting is that the the workouts, you know, they're not random. They're in a time domain that fits the majority of the group's needs. Would you say that, Lamar? Um, I would definitely say that. Um, I feel like that's one of the things that I've learned over time because, you know, when we both first started, I mean, me and you together, we jumped blog to blog, and, uh, and it was just kind of interesting going through that experience. You know, even just going from, you know, like a, a Misfits blog and jumping to when OPEX had their blog at the Shoot, time. It was still OPT. I, yeah, I mean, wow. <laughs> Huge change now. But it was just interesting because I remember jumping to the OPT blog and remembering and thinking to myself, like, man, like, it feels like I'm doing less. But the craziest thing about it was before actually getting my first ever individual coach to coach me through CrossFit and Grit, that that was actually the best that my conditioning had ever been. And I, I remember the change in structure from these crazy long Metcons to these sets. And these sets, you know, you're trying to be consistent each time. And at the time, I didn't completely 100% understand it and understand the programming, but I knew that there was something different about it and that all of it was progressive. And even though it felt like I was doing less, I was getting more. And, you know, that goes back to that thought that people believe that, you know, you should feel beat up every day from your training. You know, like real structure provides you with something that you could do day in and day out. And, yeah, you're going to get the occasional tenderness, soreness here and there. But, like, re in reality, you should be able to go a whole week of training, you know, and be fine. Yeah, speaking of, you know, the topic of how do you know you're getting results, that's a great one, especially for someone who is – fairly new to health and fitness and is getting into, we're on the subject of a, a CrossFit style training. Lamar mentioned something about sets. And that's a great point is, is doing sets of X amount of work with some fixed rest. That is so important to know that you're going to get some good results. Because if I give, you know, if we, if we go back to that uh, soccer mom who has four kids, you know, working a long job, if I give that lady this crazy 10 to 20 minute consecutive workout with these crazy high uh, rep schemes and these complex movements, that lady's gonna gain nothing out of that. And something that we've seen as far as, you know, if you're getting results is, are you doing something maybe that's like three to five sets of 
not as complex movements, but still very good as far as sticking to her goals, uh, rep schemes that are well within that realm with a fixed rest after that is being able to breathe and control your breathing and bring the heart rate back down and being able to sustain an output over and over again instead of falling off and just suffering on the floor after the workout. That's something else, too, that we can talk about is if you're falling on the floor gasping for air after every workout, I wouldn't say that you're getting much results out of that. I mean, it's good every once in a while, but if that if that's going on every day, I don't know if that is something that you want for yourself. No, I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, because what comes with that is also, you know, understanding yourself as an athlete because, you know, if every workout is making you feel like that and it's because of the programming, I mean, that's already a problem in itself, but also it it's – kind of like movement patterns like what are you teaching yourself like are you ever actually teaching yourself how to pace and you know actually starting off in that CrossFit background like that was something that I know me personally had to understand and had to learn was you know you can't look at something that's 12 minutes long and expect you're going to go 90 to 100 percent for 12 minutes like that's just unrealistic just because the way that the body is made it's not really meant to do that you know and, and if you can man you're pretty amazing person you know and that's one of those things where like those you know sets with the you know set rest times are important because you know even though you feel like you're doing less like you start to learn more about yourself because as you look at your times like I think a good example would be you know say that you have you know three sets of a workout and all of your times are off by you know 30 or 40 seconds like for somebody starting off that doesn't quite understand themselves as an athlete that's fine, but as you start to get farther and farther into it, if you've been doing it for a long period of time, if those times don't start to tighten up, then that's a problem. You know, even you're going too hard or whatever the programming is is outside of your realm for you to be able to handle at the moment. And I think that that relates also, you know, in weightlifting. You know, in weightlifting, you know, we, we progress through percentages each week. You know, like at the beginning of a cycle, you know, I might start off at the highest being 65 70% for triples. and by the end of that cycle, I could be anywhere from, you know, 80 to 85, and I'm expected to hit those numbers at the end. But if that's outside of my realm to reach, you know, that's something for me to be communicating and for me to also understand, you know. And I have to also be working off of a true max, you know. So for somebody that is a CrossFit athlete, you know, you have to understand yourself as an athlete and what you're really getting out of that training. Like, what do you think, Jake? Um, me, I, you know what, I like to actually look at the, the functional classes that we have here and, you know, seeing, you know, sometimes we have something on the board that's like, you know, five sets at a consistent pace with a two-minute rest between each round and, you know, being able to see our members coming in and giving that same sort of output across all five rounds, you know, is it, is it going to be beneficial for them to, okay, here's five rounds, guys, do it as fast as you can, or is it going to be more beneficial to give them that rest time between the sets? Um, to allow them to recover a little bit, maintain the good form, um, you know, hit the positions that they're supposed to be hitting and the movements that we're prescribing, um, as opposed to just going, you know, kind of balls to the wall with it. Yeah, and would you say that the average demographic that's here at Valley Forge is just your everyday average person? We have yeah. people that have different kinds of jobs, kids, some younger, some older. No one here is trying to be this CrossFit Games athlete or this Olympic level lifter or anything along those lines. These are just everyday average people who want to be fit. Like Victor mentioned earlier, want to look good naked, want to be able to 
go and play catch with their play catch with their grandkids when they're seven years old. That's who this is for. That's who you know we're talking about in this scenario when we say that you shouldn't really be lying on the floor dying after each workout, gasping for air. If that's your standard for a good workout, that's okay. We would just maybe want to tweak that a little bit and not have you gasping on the floor, you know, sucking for air. And let's just keep you feeling fresh year-round. And, you know, with feeling fresh year-round, you know, something else that is a good way to tell if you're getting results is your current nutrition and training preparing you for longevity and not this short period of time. I know Lamar and I, we got into talking about longevity a little bit on the last podcast, but this time we can actually talk about how the training for longevity might look. And I think the first step that we talked about is those fixed rests within your conditioning. If you are doing conditioning, if you're not doing conditioning, something that rest time between sets, yeah, rest time between sets and, our structural training if you you know a lot of people are now getting into olympic weightlifting and these power and speed movements there still has to be this balance of some structural training and one thing that i know we've all been pretty big on right now just because my coach has been feeding it to me but hashtag functional bodybuilding oh yeah it but it all it is is just foundational movements single arm single leg structural lifts correctives corrective exercising and that's all so beneficial for a, a long life, a long, healthy life. And that's something else, too, that we do here at Valley Forge is provide hashtag functional bodybuilding. And the people, they love it. it. They feel great. No one has ever beat up after their workouts. I mean, they might be for a short period of time, but they're not so sore or so tired that they can't come in. I would say the average time that people come in per week. I mean, they're almost coming in, what, five, six yeah, days a week? Five, I mean, everyone is just, they're feeling so fresh, so healthy. And I think that's a great way to tell if you are making progress is if your current training regimen has structural corrective training in it. I know I've been doing it. Victor's getting a little yep. bit of it. Lamar, do you give that to people? Do you do it yourself? Oh, definitely. Like, um, I mean, that's, that's one of the most important things, like that functional bodybuilding, you know, saying is you know the corrective movement and and I think that it keeps it interesting for the members because a lot of times they don't get that you know unless they do it on their own you know a lot of them usually like at I know at a lot of gyms will get like a secondary membership where they'll stay after to do that stuff but to actually have that as part of your training and helping to better build that foundation um, I, I, I think they enjoy it but also as coaches it helps us because we also get to better build on that foundation for them. Like, like we know that they're gonna get stronger in the ways that we need them to that supports the other parts of the workouts that they're doing, their actual strength sessions. You know, they're um, even, even in the, what they would call Metcons, you know, the conditioning, you know, their ability to move weight consistently, you know, with the proper technique, um, that's huge. I mean, it's major. Yeah, I think that comes from, like we were talking about some corrective exercises I mean, we see it so often is that okay come to class the workouts power cleans and we just do power cleans every x day for a whole year well how many times did we do maybe some pulls or some some uh structural war yeah i mean rdls what i mean there's how are we training our scapula to be able to hold that bar back those are all things that are so important even in a in a group setting 
that that's a great way to tell if you are going to get results as well is there's so many minor lifts that build up to this big lift and that's if you're not doing those you maybe should start doing them and that's a great way to tell if that lift is going to get heavier that i see it so often it's like oh well my power clean's not getting heavier or my back squat's not getting heavier okay well how often are you power clean why power clean four or five times a week well of course you're not doing anything else besides power cleans <laughs> fix that I like to go into as well as like the function of bodybuilding like you know this is stuff you know that can be considered like rehab or even like prehab you know to the body like we can you know I know myself um, you know we did a lot of vertical pressing and overhead pressing and for a while you know I was having that shoulder pain and us moving into doing a lot of this posterior work that we're doing and you know all these single arm pulling movements you know to, to really build up the scapula and the rhomboids you know is actually even helps to relieve a lot of the pain that was in my shoulder from doing all this, you know, overhead and vertical pressing that we were in. So, you know, as far as even, you know, making your lift stronger, functional bodybuilding, but even to, you know, maintain that, that um, movement pattern and with, with those kind of movements. So that would, you would say that benefits for, so, like just someone in the long run who yeah, longevity. doing those types of movements is still going to benefit you in the long run. And also something else too that we're not mentioning is, I mean, it makes you look good oh when yeah. you do those things. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes your body look good. It makes your body feel good, like Victor's saying. And you can do them for a very long period of time without avoiding injury or without getting injury. There's, you know, a, a doing like a, an Olympic lifting movement, there's a high risk of injury. But if you're taking care of it, if you're actually doing the lifts correctly, you can do them for a very long time safely, functionally, without pain. We see so many people come to us with pain. Oh, well, I was doing this for so long and I just started getting injured, you know? I mean, and I think that's important. I think that, I think some people get caught up too in the fact that when they look at how strong they are, like numbers wise, that they forget that there could still be things that lack. And the reason that I say this is because I'm one of those people, you know, I, I had a, at the time, I was still only around a 335 pound clean and jerk, which isn't bad. But at the same time, like every time I would lift, every session that I had, I was dealing with back tightness, you know, and I didn't have really much hamstring work going on at the time. Like there were plenty of things in my body that were still lacking. But, you know, on the outside looking in, a lot of people would look and be like, dang, dude, you're strong. But it's like, yeah, all the little things that are important that, to make me stronger, you know, all those components are missing, you know, and, and it's like not to get caught up and complacent about where you are and never skip the little things because the little things have big results. You know, to date, like heaviest clean and jerk is 370 pounds and that comes from the little things. It doesn't come from a, you know, a huge growth in leg strength or, you know, of course, a little bit more cleaning up on the technique, but overall, you know, it's mainly working on the little things. The little things are very, very important. Yeah, but definitely. I think with something else too that you know, if you if you want to tell if you're getting results for the long run, we're talking about longevity. Something else too that allows you to determine that is how often are you doing aerobic training? I mean, life is uh, this constant aerobic state of just moving around slowly for the most part. If you're going to a, a functional class, a CrossFit class, or just you know going to a Globo gym, whatever it is, aerobic training is the I would believe the base to almost all that is being able to breathe and being able to move consistently. And I think that's something that uh, Valley Forge is 
huge on within the group setting is that aerobic training that longer sustainable paces without doing these high skilled movements with the sexy numbers and the sexy movements but being able just to move and be able to move comfortably i know we have so many people that come in that are almost first time uh, people working out they get their butt kicked a week or two and then before you know it they're in there they're moving consistently they're having fun doing the movements they're able to do the movements and then the coaches obviously are doing a great job of teaching all the movements correctly but that aerobic training i mean they come back and they just they feel so much better they're able to go on family trips they're able to go on hikes they're able to do all these things that they weren't able to do before and i like to believe that that aerobic training is the base to everything that is going on with them and able making them able to do those types of things yeah i mean i, I definitely agree i mean and, and that's for that's for anybody i mean and that's the cool thing is that being able to relate back to everything is just like when i first you know, got my first individual coach. You know, one of the newest things to me was, you know, getting on a, a airdyne or a rower for, you know, 30 to 60 minutes a day at a consistent pace. And, you know, it's like you talk about the sexy, like when you see that in your program, you're like, there's nothing sexy about being on a rower or an airdyne for 30 to 60 minutes. But the result of that is amazing, you know, and Dude, you know, even just a 60 minute walk. Yes. The, oh yeah. I mean, you know, some simple, a hike, yeah, a hike. You know? And, and it's crazy, like, how basic it can be, you know, things that people normally enjoy as a kid, like a bike ride, you bike know, like, ride. dude, a bike is easily accessible and it's cheap. You know, how many people own a bike? You know, and it's like, you know, you talk about wanting to get in shape. Dude, uh, there's so much benefit to just riding your bike for 20 to 30 minutes a day, you know, and, and it's, it doesn't have to be this hard, crazy workout. You know, it's just something that gets you out there, gets you breathing, you know, Make the, make the heart work a bit. You know, it, it could be simple. It doesn't have to be as hard as people make it. Yeah, really, just, just get the blood moving, honestly. Um, you know, I, I forget what was it, James Fitzgerald, um, that webinar we were watching where he was yeah. talking about, like, even on the molecular level, like, an hour yeah. walk. Like, yeah. you're, you know, it boosts so much, you know, in your body, like mitochondria and, and all these other bodily functions that, you know, you're, you kind of don't really think about when you – you know, I'm going to go for a walk for an hour. You know, it might make me feel good. It might, you know, relax me or whatever. But, you know, so much benefit. So much. It. Yeah. So much. So benefit many benefits coming out of it, you know, physically from just walking for an hour. And that even applies. I mean, to you guys, you guys have almost no reason to do right. aerobic training to get your Olympic lifting career better. But if we're just talking about getting results in health and fitness and longevity i mean you guys going on a 60 minute walk is just so beneficial it's not going to hurt your lifts or anything like that and it's going to let you guys be able to do this a lot longer or just i mean i have victor doing it you know a couple times a week yeah a couple times a week 15 20 minute easy walk easy dog. walk bike ride something like he was just saying is getting that blood flowing make the heart work whatever it is and it's just so beneficial for you in the long run to getting those results that you want to get i mean even if you were to just do it as like a a rebound a cool down like after your workout go walk for 15 minutes like you know it's gonna help flush the lactic acid out of the muscles but at the same time you're doing more for your body than than you really know oh, and, yeah, and, and it's it's important because everybody thinks that as an olympic weightlifter you know it's take a lift sit down for two to three minutes but i know my coach personally programs e-moms and when you got an e-mom at you know 70 to 80 percent of your max and your max isn't you know too low of a number 
you know, you can start to breathe kind of hard. So, you know, those walks and those bike rides and, you know, those things that help you with your breathing and your recovery, they definitely help. You know, it's not all, always about lifting big weight and sitting down for three to four minutes. Like sometimes, you know, you, you get under that, that Ebon pressure that you haven't felt for a long time. It's a, it's a little rough, but oh, you made it happen. here, I would roast race. So <laughs> Imam is every minute on the minute, for those that don't yeah, know. Yeah, every minute. You will do a specific movement of some sort and you repeat that so long <laughs> oh dude that was rough <laughs> ray i hope you listen to this <laughs> um yeah do you guys got anything i mean as far as you know we're talking about this plan that you're on we didn't we just want to make sure or you want to make sure that all those things that we've kind of talked about should be in the thought of your coach, your trainer, whatever it is, or yourself if you're doing this journey on yourself. Just have a plan. Have this constant progression going on, whether it be look good, feel good exercises, your big lifts, your aerobic training, your, in quotes, metcons, whatever you want to call them. Make sure you're just progressing forward. And if you can have a good progression going down, the chances of you getting the results you want are a lot higher than if you were doing this unorganized training plan, this unorganized eating plan, nitpicking workouts off the internet one day and then a different site the next day. I've, the chances of you getting results that way are probably a little less than having some structure to your plan. I would say the next step, you know, we so if we assess, we go over your lifestyle, we address your current eating, your current training, if you are doing training, if first timer finding out what that goal is from all those things we we would put that together we get you on a good plan we get you your eating right we essentially almost make a lifestyle change if it needs to be changed and we this plan gets designed based on your goal and no one else's goal you should always want to be on a plan specifically for you i think that's something else that we didn't really yeah, touch up on is, i mean the we offer the group setting here at valley forge but the, the results that you get on a plan designed specifically for you is always going to outweigh the group setting, no matter or what. Even if it's like a, a blog, you know, 12-week program, like, yeah, you'll get results off of it, but that's yeah. like a cookie-cutter approach. It's not tailored specifically towards your strengths and weaknesses. Right. And then, what, you know, once that plan is done, or I, w I don't want to say done, once that first step in that plan is over with, the next step for you to identify if you're getting results is just reassess that first assessment. See if you're, if you've made some progress it, and if you have a coach, hopefully your coach is doing a reassessment in some way. If you're doing it on your own, I hope that you're reassessing on your own and that's going to be the way from everything above. You can tell if you're making progress did in that initial assessment, you would probably want to test some things out as far as like a lift or a, um, uh, a conditioning piece, whatever the case may be. And then when you reassess it, you want to see if you improved. Was your goal to get stronger? Was your goal to lose weight? Was your goal to do a specific workout faster? Whatever it is, you want to reassess that and see if you got better, if you improved the way that you want to improve. Do you guys all use reassessing and testing? Oh, yeah, definitely. Stuff? I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off, but, oh, yeah, you're good. Um, you know, that's, that's definitely something that you want to incorporate with your athletes or even with yourself because if you don't know what 
you've already done, you don't really know what you're capable of doing. Um, you know, so I can go back and look at, we'll just say like a one rep max back, one rep max back squat, you know, and do a training block for eight weeks. And if I don't test my back squat again, do I know if I really got, you know, any stronger in the lift or if I have made any improvements in that area? Unless you hit your one rep for like four, then yeah, it might yeah. be safe to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. That's definitely important. I actually just had about three of my own clients, you know, reassess and the results racks were amazing, you know, and but it's it's one of those things, you know, you you have to work on those areas that you originally assessed. Uh, you go through a block of that and you continue to build on that. And even if at the end of the first cycle after your reassessment, if you feel like it still needs work, like there's nothing wrong with continuing to build in that same area. You know, everybody has this idea that you have to jump around and always do something different, but different isn't necessarily mean um, a completely different muscle group or a completely different, you know, strength focus, you know, like different could really just be a variation of what you're already doing. Yep. Ch yeah. Change the reps, change the sets, you know, variants, not, not structured variants. structured variants. Yeah. I like, <laughs> I like that structured variants. You know, there's some, some, uh, mottos out there that <laughs> don't really pertain to that, but yeah, structured variants is, is huge. So one more thing before we head out, um, you know, I, we really didn't touch up on this, but uh, for someone who is new in the game, um, new in the health and fitness world, someone who has never touched a weight or ever, you know, even thought about working out, um, when they start doing these, um, whatever it is that they're doing for their, uh, you know, fitness lifestyle change, and they're making all of these, um, you know, losing all kinds of weight, getting stronger, looking and feeling better, you know, is that going to be something that's going to be able to be maintained um, over you know the next six to twelve months with the style of training that you're doing, uh, Lamar. Thoughts? Um, yeah, you know that's a that's an interesting one because you see it all the time. You see the the new people that you know they PR their back squat by you know 70, 80 pounds in one year. But the thing about it is that when you come from doing almost nothing, like the body is gonna adapt. You know it's you're gonna get stronger things are gonna change in your body but the thing is is did you get there the proper way and are you gonna be able to grow from there you know or are you gonna plateau and I think that that's one of the most important things is that you know sometimes people get caught up in that beginning stage of fitness and they forget that you know you you hit a point where you're gonna need proper structure proper programming to progress and to get past those plateaus that you hit and I think one of the biggest things is that when you do hit that point is to reach out for help before you get discouraged. And something that should definitely never happen is that, you know, you should never regress, you know, whether it be in technique or whatever it is. So, you know, if you're, even if you're attending a gym, if you're attending a gym and the programming is kind of randomized and, you know, if you're power clean and you're snatch, if you're doing those movements and they look the exact same or worse, you know, over a six month to year period, then that's a, that's a problem. It doesn't matter if you do five to 10 pounds more, if your movement patterns are still bad or they're getting worse, then that's a sign that it's time to take that next step and, and seek some real help. Yeah, that's, that's something really important that you just kind of said without saying it is the, the weight isn't always the way to tell if you're making progress. It's the movement patterns, the way that you're doing that lift. My, myself as a coach, I would much rather have someone maybe go down even 10 pounds on a lift, but look 
a hundred times better doing it. Chances of that happening are probably very slim, but the weight on the bar isn't always the way to tell if you're getting results. You have to look at the lift in itself and make sure that you're doing the lifts correctly. I, I like to, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys follow them on Instagram too, quarter squat gang. I mean, these guys are posting people who are just ego lifting, you know, all day for this big number, but, you know, their the movement pattern is so horrible and it's, you know, it's kind of, um, what's the word I want to use? Kind of an oxymoron, you know, I'm lifting all this heavy weight, but realistically, am I really lifting the weight, you know? So. Yeah. Sweet, guys. Before we get out of here, tune in next time on episode three. We will be talking about one-on-one -on -one training. We will be talking about on-site training, remote training, and group training. Some good discussions to come up on that. Lamar, do you want to give them our social medias, and then we'll give our personal ones? Um, yeah, if you would like to get a hold of us here at Valley Forged, our email is valleyforgedsc at gmail.com, and our Instagram is Valley is at Valley Forged SC. And then my personal one is Ryan Rivera underscore UT. That's at on Instagram, Facebook, Ryan Rivera. Uh, myself on Facebook, Victor Rodriguez. Instagram, Slick Vic the Ruler. Uh, that's the with an A. You know, the, the other one was taken, so I couldn't use it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to contact me, my Instagram is Greer. 94kg underscore VF and my Facebook is Lamar Greer. Great. Thanks everyone. See you next time. See y'all on the next one.